Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Goat King Riders Club. Make some noise! And welcome to the stage, Sean Conway and Nathan Hull! This world go on for you, I'm self-absorbed, but it ain't hurting me one bit. I'm self-absorbed, so I'll put up, put up with my shit. And I won't lose my mind, I'm now just have another drink, I'm self-absorbed. So that's, uh, uh, who wants to go first? I can you go first this week, Sean. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, see my amazing art and see if you can guess what the story is about. So it's obviously called Review This. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, bit of a giveaway there. It, I'll, I'll tell you one thing about the, uh, the artwork that's not really going to affect the story. I drew this first <laughs> and I was super stoked with how that came out. <laughs> And then I was like, I've got all this fucking dead space. <laughs> I was going to have like a fire and stuff, but then that had nothing to do with the is story. Is that a tree or like a spooky um, thing? No, that is a uh, dark, mysterious figure, okay. but I couldn't make it any darker because I ran <laughs> out of text stuff. Well, it's pretty fucking mysterious, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> say. Uh, Almost as mysterious as why I'm holding this camera. It's very uh, awkward. Are you doing it at the audience? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because if we're going to be on YouTube, you guys should be on YouTube as well. That's how we feel. That's right. <laughs> Mystery solved. Uh, there's a little bit of a clue in the bottom hand. right? Leprosy head? Yep, leprosy head. Man, you, I'm fucking stumped, Sean. I have no idea what's going so on So is she. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a fucking oh, picture oh, of a yeah, fictional yeah, yeah. character. Relax. <laughs> is that a head on a table? Yeah, it's a three-legged table. Okay. <laughs> Four legs was about <laughs> out of my reach. <laughs> uh, uh, so you ready? You ready to figure out what I'm this story is about? You guys ready not. to figure out what review this is about? Yeah. <laughs> that was a lukewarm reception, Sean. <laughs> Try it again. You haven't sold it this week, mate. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> so, uh, actually, should I, uh, Brian, should I give a little bit of backstory of what this review is? Uh, what this story is? Yeah, definitely, because um, uh, you, you always give your inspiration each episode, so... Yeah, so I might do that at the that. start. Yeah, go. Uh, go the reason why I'm doing this story is because we've actually got reviewers in tonight, so whenever you can make some noise, make some fucking noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, Hal, you've known me for like 20 years. You know me and reviewers don't see eye to eye a lot of the time. <laughs> Uh, so I'll read this story and then I'll, uh, I'll tell you one of the worst reviews that I ever got and hope to God she's not here. <laughs> so this is my story, review this by Sean Conway. The little boy played his fiddle on the street every day to save enough money to buy the latest toy, the cup and the ball. The year was 19, 1860 and kids were losing their minds for this ball and a cup toy or as the church called it, the most violent and perverted children's toy in history. <laughs> the little boy would play all the popular jams of 1860, like three blind mice and hot cross buns. <laughs> One day, while shredding the fuck out of his fiddle, he noticed a dark figure near him. He looked up, and it was the most hideous woman he had ever seen. And I've lost my spot. <laughs> from two shots. <laughs> yeah. You're doing so her, good. I know. Her face was so terrifying it sent chills down his little spine. He couldn't even turn away. It looks like her face is one away from her skull, the little boy thought. 
I am Annalise Gartner, the horribly disfigured woman said. I am the maker of dreams and the destroyer of careers. I am the reviewer. <laughs> she replied with a sinister tone. Oh, yeah? What's a reviewer then? The little boy asked. Just play your fiddle, child, and I'll tell you if you're any good or not. She replied through a hideous fucking face. <laughs> the little boy gave it his all. He played his heart out. When he was done, the woman was gone. The next day, while setting up, the boy noticed people were pointing and laughing at him. When the owner of London's most famous Italian restaurant marched up to him, You can never play in front of my pizza shop anymore. He screamed, why not? The little boy asked. Annalisa Gardner has put the hex on you, my boy. The little boy packed his things and walked, walked home past all the children with their brand new ball in the cup. The sound of love and joy coming from the children in the street sent the little boy into a murderous rage. But what Annalise Gardner didn't know was that this little boy was a gypsy. The little boy had everything he needed to punish the wicked Annalise Gartney. He had the cursed words from the newspaper. He had the strain of his own hair and a little bit of Annalise Gartner's skin when her crispy flake fell off into his fiddle case. <laughs> the curse was in full effect. The little gypsy boy was now a young man and successful in his own right. He dressed in, dapper, in a dapper suit as he visited the local freak show. And for the first time in many years, he saw her, that hideous face. It was Annalise Gartner, or as she went by nowadays, leprosy head. <laughs> he walked up to her and she mumbled, who are you? I am the maker of dreams and the destroyer of careers. I am the reviewer. <laughs> Hey, beautiful, Shawnee. Thank you. So the inspiration for that was that we were meant to have reviewers here tonight, and hopefully they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I haven't had a great run, a great history with uh, uh, reviewers. I'm not sure if you know this story, but uh, uh, in 2014, I, yeah, this is how much it stuck with me. This is what, seven years ago? <laughs> uh, I got accepted into breakout comedy, which is uh, where they handpick the next huge star of Australian comedy. And to their credit, they were 80% right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they had Jen Fricker, who's on like Triple J, and she performs at the Sydney Opera House all the time. They had uh, Ray Badron, who's been on the BBC late night at the Apollo. They had Sam Campbell, who's won every award in comedy and has a BBC TV show. And they had a little known comedian uh, named Daniel Sloss, who has been on Conan about a hundred times and only has about four Netflix specials. So, and I was on that lineup because I won an open mic competition. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I, and when I saw the newspaper, it, uh, the title was Mostly Fresh with Moments of Stale. <laughs> and I think, and I was thinking, well, it couldn't possibly be about me. I mean, they used... Brian, show the picture. Uh, yep, bring it up now. <laughs> we went through this eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Was it today or yesterday we talked about that? 
I'm going to start from the top. So I was in this breakout <laughs> No, I thought it wouldn't be that bad of a view. Because they used my image to sell the story. What a beauty. And anyone notice the author of that story? <laughs> it took me seven years, bitch, but I got my revenge. Fucking <laughs> beautiful, Shorty. So, so that was my story of the review. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad you trimmed that beard, though, huh? Oh, yeah, I, I kept that beard long because I'm superstitious. I wore that shirt six times and didn't trim my beard because I thought it was bad luck. Because I'm the little gypsy boy in that story. <laughs> Why is that on me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah, let's see. All right. That's okay. all on Brian. Yep. And, Paul, um, when you do pop up on the podium, could you just uh, back off the mic a bit, too? No. Nah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's uh, my beautiful art of the week. Can we... Again, draw can in a beer box. Can we do a vegetarian steak? That's a w yeah, so... Can it you looks like the about? Italian in my story. <laughs> uh, I'm not having a personal vent this week. Uh, I'm guessing... So this is the part this, of the this show sounds where you like guess the name of the story. I guess the name of the story yep. is uh, uh, Knifehead. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a name? I forgot about that bit. Dude, that's like <laughs> one of the only jobs you have to do for this show is name the, the story. the story, right? I was hungover on Monday morning. Well, we can, uh, maybe you guys can name the story after that. How does that sound? Does anyone <laughs> have any ideas what they reckon this story might be about? Murder. Murder? Well, yeah, that's close. Close. Did someone say that was terrible? <laughs> That's kind of the I, whole point. I, is like is, we kind of, you know, we kind of, you know, we write terrible stories. We do terrible art because that's the fun of it. You come out and you do it. If it was good, it'd be no fun. Yeah. Let's be honest. And plus, we we apply the Hunter S. Thompson sort of trade to this, where we get completely blackout drunk, and that's where the stories come from. And the art on this one, it seems. <laughs> well, my favorite part about this artwork this week is that it's on another um, part of a beer box. It is. I oh, it's another beer box again. painting? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Again, I was very prepared. No paper at home. I was just like, fuck, I get a beer box. I don't know, but I, I hope the, uh, the mustache gets a mention in this story. All right. <laughs> well, let's make a decision on the title after hearing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys can decide. I give a big, big round of applause. It feels like a fucking funeral in here. What are you? What are you all Annalise Gardner's mates or something? Make some fucking noise and have a party up here. He's giving his own eulogy. All right, this is the unnamed story, I suppose. Yep. Ready? Good title. Fucking a man. Yeah. Tim the waiter was nice, but dumb and annoying, and as a waiter. He fucked up more orders than anyone in the history of waiting had ever fucked up. And this was something all the nicest in the world couldn't fix with the chefs. He'd approach the pask and ask, Oh, is that steak for table six? Sorry guys, it was meant to be a vegetable medley. Yeah, they're vegetarian. Not sure how I mixed that up, but if you could just fix it for me, that would be great. Before he'd go back into the restaurant and tell the table the kitchen had made an error, and that their meal would be just a tad longer than expected. The chefs would grip their knives a little tighter. The stress levels would rise. The tension in the kitchen would go up a notch. Tim would return moments later and ask a vague, confusing question that couldn't possibly be answered by anyone but Tim himself. The chef's answer was always similar. Tim, my balls are hairy, not crystal, so I have no idea what you want. Plus, we're in the middle of service, so please, fuck off. 
Tim would walk away momentarily before returning to dig himself deeper into a hole. Oh, yeah. Also, Table 7 is gluten-free, so maybe change that pasta dish you're about to serve. The chef's eyes would twitch, their lust for blood growing by the minute. <laughs> One fateful night, Tim approached the pass. He caught the chef's attention. The chef knew what was coming. He couldn't take it any longer. Before Tim could say anything, he struck Tim in the forehead with a cleaver, instantly killing the poor fool. <laughs> Unfortunately for the chef, who was really the victim in all of this, killing someone because they're incompetent isn't a good legal defence. He would spend his... <laughs> the chef was sentenced to life in prison, where he would spend his days serving slop to fellow inmates on the chow line. Each day he'd look around at the murderers, thugs, rapists, conmen and scumbags, and smile and breathe a sigh of relief. Not a waiter amongst them, he'd think, as he dished out another spoonful of rancid potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> this week was more I, of a vent. I, uh, I've got a name for that story. Uh, it's just a diary passage from Nathan Hull. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love, well, I'm a chef and I love all the waiters I work with, but sometimes you need to just blow up a little bit of steam. You know? <laughs> Are any of them here? Uh, no. No? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no, because that's it. So is that a particular waiter on that picture, though? Because it's a mustache. Oh, it looks yeah. very Frenchy. They would know. Hands oh. my <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone got a, a title? What about you guys with the glasses? You look like you come up with smart shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong again, Sean. <laughs> Lots for words is a good title. Uh, anyone else got any? Come on, this is a creative show. I heard guys, one in back here. No it was mashed answers. potatoes. What's that? Mashed potatoes. I heard uh, that's good. Mashed potatoes is oh, all yeah. right. Fuck it, that's the name from now on. Mashed fuck potatoes. it. Fuck yeah. I like it. Uh, so what did you guys think of the first two stories? They're pretty good, right? Pretty good. So for those who haven't seen the show before, we write a new story, a couple of stories every single week, do art every week. After 20 odd weeks, it can be a bit challenging to you know, stay on your, on your best, so I'll give these a C plus this week. Sean. Unless you mean Hull who has murder and revenge in their hearts <laughs> all the time, <laughs> then you get those two stories. <laughs> but uh, now what we also do each week is uh, we have uh, two cocktail shakers and we have our 99 random word story challenge where we have one cocktail shaker of locations and one cocktail shaker of characters yeah. and our character my one this week was a hooker in a volcano it was drawn last week and mine was a dj in a jungle fuck it yeah. uh you got the we we have like a little tune song for it you got the little tune song for us brian come on right up sean Hose, 99 red word Fucking high class on this show. <laughs> Big budget. Twelve months that animation <laughs> took to make. That was a beautiful little animation. We we'll get the volume. We'll get the volume a little better uh, next time. What was that, Brian? That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you wanna you wanna read your story? We going straight into it. Yeah. Yeah, go straight. I uh, you I'll go to the podium. Yeah, I'll get it. Uh, sorry, Sean. Uh, before we get into this category, did you want to premiere that thing that you were talking about, or? That's the thing after this thing. Okay, okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> How did, you were at the show last week. Yeah, yeah. You edited the show. Yep. Yeah, you still Half don't asleep. know the running Half order. Asleep. Of the <laughs> Half in the bag. That's what this the show's <laughs> all about, isn't it? So, for those who don't know, the 99 word story has to be 99 words uh, with the characters and places we drew, which, again, 
puts limitations on it, but it's good fun. So it's challenging. So this is uh, a DJ in the jungle. Fuck a bush doof. This was going to be a jungle tumble, and d- dubs. Oh, fuck. And dubstep superstar Elron Dubbard was bringing the party to the Amazon, no matter what. Set up with generators and a ridiculous sound system, Elron knew that once he started spinning tracks, the Amazon's native people would lose their shit and deep dive into a fat beaten ayahuasca sandwich, forever changing the live music festival circuit. The tribe's people appeared, heads nodding, hands in the air. Fuck yeah, he thought. Fatally mistaking their war dance with a festival dance, he was brutally killed seconds later. Fuck yeah, you also got to get the, the beginning, middle and end to make the story happen. But <laughs> that was good. All right, so my one, oh, this, is, this is a tough one, but my one was a uh, hooker in a volcano. <laughs> volcano. So, any of... <laughs> oh, fuck it, yeah, I didn't know we did that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, so, this one's for all the MMA fans. Uh, MMA fighter Dan Hooker was preparing for his toughest fight yet against an active volcano. The Hooker family has a history of fighting volcanoes, with 20 members having fought for 20 losses. So, not, not only was this fight tough, it was personal. On fight night, Dan used his intro song to get into the head of his volcano opponent with Vanilla Rice's Ice Ice Baby blaring through the speakers. Dan went to touch gloves. The volcano refused, infuriating Dan, who charged at the volcano with a flying knee, but missed and fell to his death. Volcano 21, hookers zero. I like where you went that, Sean. You changed it up, man. Beautiful. So over the the course of the last... uh, So we... We started this podcast in May, May last year, uh, and after about ten episodes, we had a twenty collection bundle of uh, nine nine random word stories. And for the last six months, uh, we've been putting that together into a short film, and we would love to. We premiered it last week uh, with terrible sound, so you guys are going to get the genuine, genuine, <laughs> the full round experience Maybe. in our premiere. So that's hopefully. Uh, so this is our short story, our short film called Man on the Mood. So put your hands together. I hope you enjoy it. It was made by the amazing Oliver Jackson. So thank you. And it'll be up online um, shortly after Fringe as well. And you can check that out on our YouTube page, the Goat King Writers Club. Yeah, so that, that little short film, we're uh, going to be pitching to some television studios and stuff. So if anyone asks, you haven't seen it. So, yeah. And you can be honest and say you haven't heard it either. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Like you'll be telling the truth. <laughs> um, so this part of the show, with our 99 word topics... Uh, we do it for ourselves and like to make each other laugh, but we also uh, encourage local storytellers and artists uh, in Perth and around the world to uh, send in their artwork. Okay. So uh, I think we've got a bunch of entries today, right? Brian? 
If their fucking yes, sound, yes, is, yes, if they, their sound is perfect, you are fired, bro. You are. <laughs> their their sound's gonna be better than perfect. <laughs> oh fuck! It's gonna be uncomfortably good. Uh, well, you we usually start with Aaron. Aaron does a little animation for us. He's done two for us and this we, week. We got two this week from Aaron. That's Hooker in a Volcano and DJ in the Jungle. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, well, audience vote. Who wants to hear vo- uh, Hooker and Volcano? Make some noise. <laughs> and DJ in uh, the jungle make some noise yeah. alright hooker it is uh, coming right up hole if you could just dip down for a minute as well just jump to the podium thank you here it comes as well. Mary appears alone at the mouth of a volcano hello I heard someone wanted a party the earth shakes and the sky opens to reveal God with a snap back Cap. So, how does this work? Do I pay? That's after, sugar. You ever done this before? Hits. Gold blushes. Clearly. Clearly. Is a virgin. That would explain all the wars and cruelty, though. No, no. That's all because. Because Eve's a bitch. Mary sighs and lifts her clothes. Just don't tell anyone I did this, okay? Okay. <laughs> and thank you, Aaron, for that. <laughs> that was some real Monty yeah. Python stuff there. I thought that, that was, was awesome. Fantastic. What do you guys reckon? Make, give yes. a big round of applause for Aaron. Ooh, a lot of work, lot of work goes into those. Yeah, and when, uh, when the episode comes out on YouTube on like Tuesday or Wednesday, his, uh, his details will be there, so make sure to give him a follow. Uh, Over importance on Instagram. Hopefully the fucking DJ in the jungle isn't shit because that was that's gonna be a hard one to follow, I reckon. Let's find out together. Let's find out. (laughs) DJ O Damn. I haven't said that name in years. Hmm. I heard that he lost his touch. Well I don't even think he existed to begin with. Nobody could be that real and just disappear, 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 disappear. DJ U wakes to a dry sweat. The TV in his room is playing an old documentary about his career. Behind the moo-oo-oo-oo-sick, you know, like an ape. He looks at his decks and powers them up. It haunts him. Poor DJ Oo. Lost it all for what? Women? Drugs? A frabuche banana collection? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, shit. That is one of my favourite parts, just seeing the nutty weird shit. He needs his own section on our show, like, uh, every week. But he, uh, Aaron, <laughs> did just. Uh, Post all the videos that he sent into us. So make sure to check him out on our Instagram and yeah, that's over importance on Instagram. Over importance, yeah. Yep. Uh, you got one, didn't you? Have a mate from the US send something in? Yeah, we have a we have a few um, videos and entries. Uh, a lot of times we have people who come in and just tell a story on a video, uh, but we've had people kind of doubling down and going all out for Fringe. So I sent Phil on Instagram. Um, he did Hooker and Volcano. Fuck it.
The lava bubbled and flowed, hissing powerfully fifty meters below. The brim on which the hooker stood, staring down into the volcano. The chief urged her not to resist. The volcano god would be quite pissed. I think you've got the wrong gal. Nonsense, hooker. Now jump you shall. Out of patience, the chief shoved her rower, the lava consuming her, not a bone left over. Quickly, the priest ran up to the chief. There was a mistake, an error, a real queef. He said the hooker would not suffice. It was a virgin they were supposed to sacrifice. That's not bad. It was a pretty epic intro for that. It was. It reminded me of like... I was watching an episode of Survivor or something. <laughs> yeah, it was some serious Jumanji Survivor uh, music there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully he's got all like, the copyright infringements on that. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't be able to post it. Well, but, let's uh, let's let's skip uh, over. So we have a couple more videos, but um, let's not do that. Can we go to to some artwork? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got Michelle's artwork. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming up. So here's Michelle's uh, submission. So Michelle gives a good genuine uh, effort on submissions each week. She's a tattoo artist as well as um, an avid fan of the Goat King Writers Club. Yeah, so she sends in one every week. And I don't know if she does it deliberately, but we always seem to find like a dick and balls somewhere in one of the pictures. <laughs> Whether she puts it in there or not is... A, I I'm don't looking know. at the she fingers this time. I'm looking but at we the always fingers. seem to find one. And I think I found it... It's, it's more like two dick and balls. <laughs> Kind of like this ring. Point it out, Sean. Like the chest, the six-pack, or the five-pack. <laughs> kind of like the two titties are like two balls. I mean, you're, re- you're reaching hard, man. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, he's reaching really hard. Yeah, but if you only look for one, and then that's like one ball, and then that's the... That's the everyone's shaft looks like a snowman, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not to disgrace her effort, it's really beautiful. Oh, no, she's amazing. And th- So this one's obviously uh, the... Uh, DJ in the jungle. Uh. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you check her out, her details are here online. So when the episode comes out, make sure to check out her stuff. We would have a projector put it up. We can't work one, so. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, this one's awesome. This kind of looks like, uh, what are the, remember Bratz? Remember the old Bratz toys? Remember I was the only kid in year 11 playing with them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember? (laughs) Um, No, no, this is... Oh, no, you know who she looks like? The the Tim Burton... uh, Yeah, yeah. Bride Before Christmas. Tim Burton kind of... Yeah, that chick. There was the other one. The The Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride, yeah. Now, she always sends in amazing work, man. She can't make it here because she's got her own... uh, uh, personal stuff going on, but uh, she does always manage, no matter like uh, where her head's at, she's always sending us amazing artwork. So I think she deserves, she's not artwork, here, she's not sorry. able to make it, but I think she should know how much she's appreciated here, man, and we really love all the work that she sends in. She is pretty fit, this chick. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of fit, we have one last video, or two, two more videos to play. We got uh, two more videos and then we've got uh, two live performances. Okay. Which is a cool way to go out. Oh, wait, is one of them cookies? One of the videos is cookies. Okay, so we, yeah, yes, it's the same. <laughs> 
All right. So we'll uh, play one more animation and we'll uh, talk to some mates of ours. Sure. All right. Oh, fuck. If oh, I can, I'm just oh, so is, disappointed. Is this your dad? <laughs> yeah, old Papa Guerra hey. submitted this week, but it looks like we'll just have to skip it because it's not going to play. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> he couldn't make it because he's in America. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> it also looks like he's about to say something incredibly racist. <laughs> Coming on here looking like a fat Ivan Malat. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, just go through it and we can kind of guess what he's saying. This is, uh, well, the ending, I want to see if the ending plays. That's the best part. Paris Hilton possessed a pimple popping pastime. Nicole Richie used to be her victim, but now she's alone. She searched for the biggest pimple of them all. Lucky for her, Woody Harrelson, a great friend of hers, knew of one. So he brought her to Mount Vesuvius, just as about to pop. He never forgave her for beating him in the box offices, for now you see me too. So as she looked over, he pushed her in. And the last thing he heard was, she said, that's hot. Mount Vesuvius popped and popped, kind of like this. I'm a zit. Get it. We've got a couple of local, uh, we've got one local storyteller and one local comedian. Uh, who do you want to see first? Storyteller. They're real, they're not going to skip, I hope. Skip. No, well, he, he did a story last week. Uh, Tommy, we'll bring Tommy up. Tommy, you did an awesome story last week. So, fuck yeah. We want to hear what you brought, bring to the table this week. Keep it going for Tommy. He fucking yeah. had to yeah. walk all the way from the back. So I had a feeling right everyone would uh, go nuts for a hooker in a volcano. So I did um, DJ in the jungle. Preface though, me and Holes are scarily similar in terms of the content. I'm not sure if that's parallel thinking Great or a, a lack of originality. But uh, okay, so, so sorry, man. Just if you just back off the mic a little right. bit. There you go. All right. So this is uh, DJ in the jungle, uh, tribal punishment. I called this one. Suddenly, natives emerge from the trees, fearing tribal punishment. Alfred surreptitiously shelved his entire stash of pingers. <laughs> Luckily, Alfred had his DJ gear handy and he launched into an impromptu set. But when Alfred awoke the next morning, he was hogtied to a spit. Listen, I know I was a bit high last night. So what? The chief said. I'm, o I'm off my face on Percocet right now. What's the issue then? Your tunes, mate. We listen exclusively to rock from the early 2000s around these parts. That's when poor Alfred got spit-roasted alive as the tribe sang their victory song, Roll Over DJ by Jet. <laughs> that wasn't much of a payoff. Uh, that was good, man. What was that uh, word you used at the start that I don't think I've ever heard before? Surreptitiously. Yeah. I regret saying that <laughs> in public. That's an inside word. Is that like one of those words that you like, oh man, I need nine words to explain it, so I'll look in the dictionary and find one. 
Yeah, so, but the downside is you sound like what, a dickhead what, what when was you the say word? it, though, so surreptitiously. We should, we should have a syllable the... limit on the 99 word stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it kind of sounds like the song Mary Poppins. <laughs> Super califragilistic yeah. <laughs> expialidu. <laughs> no, uh, well, actually, no, Tommy... <laughs> I'm rethinking everything at this point. No, no, you're, you're killing it, man. Uh, you've got a book out. What's it called again? Uh, the book is called Any Day You Can Die. It's about a uh, douchebag who uses long words from Perth who... Uh, <laughs> Moves over to uh, Medellin, Colombia and gets in over his head with uh, dark web drug trafficking based on not a true story. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, if, you, if you watched last you week's episode, you'll know that it is based on a true story. <laughs> but Believe. no, we are, we are selling copies out the front for you, man. So uh, if you like this story or you want to hear more about uh, your coke adventures... <laughs> um, uh, you can also pick up his book. If you buy his book, we'll give you half-price coke cutters. How does that sound? That sounds like a deal. That's one of our merches, you, uh, for all the Coke covers. Make noise if you love Coke. Woo! Uh, there, sir. <laughs> you can also use it as a book bark. So. <laughs> or a book yeah, bark. Or a yeah, a book bark. No, man, that's Allegedly. awesome, man. And, uh, Thanks, boys. Make sure to buy his book, man. He's awesome. And his, uh, his Facebook details is all here as well. Uh, and this guy, he's one of uh, our next storyteller. He's also an animator, but he's uh, still early in the game. But he is one of my favourite Perth comedians. So please, make a big bunch... Make some noise! <laughs> <laughs> make as much noise as possible for the one and only Glenn Grimwood! <laughs> Keep it going till he gets to the mic, make some noise! <laughs> uh, which, one, uh, which one did you go for this week? Um, hooker in a Volcano. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, this is... Uh, First time I've written anything in ages, and it's pretty similar to the video that was before, but I don't think I can compete with all that fucking animation, but we'll just see how it goes. Well, you just need hey, you know, you know what's great, Glenn, is that you've made everyone miserable before you've read the story. <laughs> 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 yep, <laughs> that's what I do. Okay. Um, the annual virgin sacrifice begins, the chief announced, as his villagers approached the volcano's crest. No, the volcano bellowed. I'm weary of virgins. Feed me a massive slut. <laughs> All eyes turned to the beloved village hooker as she stepped forward. Stop! She's young with so much to live for, the chief's wife cried as she threw herself into the fiery pit in her place. I am more than appeased, roared the volcano. <laughs> the chief glared at the villagers who were all looking down, awkwardly shuffling their feet. Heartbroken and humiliated, the chief joined his wife in the lava below. See, man, you just got to back yourself in. That was great, wasn't it? That was fucking awesome. Where are you going? Brought you up here to talk to you, baby. Where are you going? Uh, no, so how far... Because you do animation as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and uh, how long have you been doing that for? Um, since like May, but fuck, they take a long time to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know, bro. But um, you've uh, posted a bunch in your Instagram and stuff as well. Yeah, I've got stuff. Uh, there's on YouTube and Instagram and my Facebook and stuff. So yeah, because yeah. Glenn kind of does what we do, but instead of uh, animating uh, 99 word stories, he animates his comedy set. So you get like. Two something for you, something. I couldn't <laughs> think of that. What's the analogy? You get the Two, double bang for your buck. Buy one, get one. 
Uh, <laughs> Red Deal Special? Two birds, one stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done some stand-up, um, which I've animated, and I'm trying to make my own little series, but it, like I said, it's taken fucking ages, so maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you all my social details. You can check it in three years, and maybe it'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's uh, glengrimwoodcomedy.com, and it's on it's Facebook. All, it's all going to be here, bro. It's all going to be here. Oh, okay, it's cool. all here. Yeah, it's, it's right it's there. Here. Can't you see it? It's all here. I want to yeah. talk to you, man. I <laughs> animated it already you're like, for you. You're like Gil from The Simpsons. Just like, oh, I hope they like me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to sell yourself, bro. We'll sort you out. You're right. But uh, was this like one of the, like, is this something you always wanted to do or is this like a little COVID activity starting the animation? Um, a bit of both because when I didn't get any gigs, I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? So I started learning how to do it. But I've always wanted to make cartoons since I was a kid. But I was just like, how the fuck am I going to do that? And now it's just like, oh, I can just do it myself and see what happens. So, fuck yeah. it. And the stuff that I've seen so far is killer, man. So make sure to definitely check him out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, all the socials. But... Uh, what? All my details. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. A- I'm gonna animate them. I'll animate them there for you. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Nah, man, definitely check him out. Glenn is one of my favorites. And are you doing any shows around Perth for Fringe? Um, not really. I'm doing spots on other people's shows, but um, I'll be on the Nasty Show if you guys like really filthy, disgusting stuff. <laughs> Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, so it's kind of like the volcano story times a hundred. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, man, thanks, we love man. you, man. And, uh, you. and if uh, could you still learn an animation, man? If it takes you a couple of weeks to do one of our 99 word stories, we'll love to share on the podcast oh, anytime, man. Yep. Uh, big round of applause for Glenn Grimwald, everyone. He's a fucking awesome dude. And uh, we've got one more story uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, this guy, Hopefully he sends w- in this what? Hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you can watch it all on YouTube. So it's uh, now this is Cookie Cookie all uh, for the last. So this is our twenty third episode. He's sent about twenty two wins. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we all love Cookie, even though he 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 looks like a skinnier version of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna send my dad a clip of his thing playing, but I'll just send that instead. Yeah. Well, just a fat dude telling him to lose weight. <laughs> short, story, short story DJ, DJ in a jungle the night was humid and sweat ran down his back as the DJ started spinning his favourite tracks money was money and he shouldn't really grumble but he'd noticed his toes had gone a bit fungal this was a corporate gig and he'd left at the chance the music was cool and people started to dance but he felt a bit guilty from the moment he signed his employer had not been great for humankind the reach of the big companies is really very wrong. They had the naming rights to this jungle. Amazon. Uh, we are here for the next two Sundays. Uh, none of the shows are the same. Even the animation, if you come next week, it might be a bit different. Where the sound... <laughs> Where the sound actually might work, which is a crazy... We're two from two of It'll, it'll so. definitely work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Boom. see you guys next week. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Sean Conway. I'm Nathan Hull. And we're the Go King Riders Club. Thank you very much. See you next week.